What do you got? A little coffee right there? Yeah, man. Got uh, some Pinewood Java just down the road. Some local oh. thing here in my there you go. My super manly teal Yeti cup. <laughs> nice. What are you? Uh, are you a light roast guy? Medium roast? I uh, any I, roast? Yeah, yeah, I'm an any roast kind of guy. <laughs> I whatever nice. roast I can get the fastest, and I don't actually have to sit there and wait for them to yeah to to brew and and perfect there i just wanted to hand it to me over the counter yeah same thing with oh. my beer i always say i like my beer wet uh <laughs> i like my coffee wet just the same way <laughs> nice what are we what are we drinking right there a lone star <laughs> lone star beer man it's the national beer of texas i don't know if you've ever heard of it i but... have not heard of it nor have i had uh, a lone star beer before it's is it made funny. where is it made in texas so they're owned by Pabst, right? So Pabst okay. Blue Ribbon, and they actually own Lone Star and Pearl out of San Antonio. Oh, no shit. Um, and so, like, at one point, I mean, it, it, I think it still is the biggest beer in Texas, but they make, like, a, a, a over a million barrels or something like that in Fort Worth. Holy Word. crap. Yeah, the, I mean, it's enormous. Yeah, that's literally, it's kind of funny they call it the, the, the national beer of Texas, <laughs> right? Since... Well, well, Texas is its own country, pretty much, right? Well, you know, <laughs> there's there's idiots everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, where where are you guys right now? We're in Waco, man. Waco, Waco, okay. Texas. Waco, Waco. Smack dab in the middle of Austin and Dallas and uh, Chip and Joanna land. Okay, and is that where you're from originally? No, I'm from Dallas. I'm up from uh, Dallas. I say Dallas. I'm from north of Dallas, small town called Prosper. Um, yep. It was a small town when I lived there, but now it's it's literally been swallowed by the concrete jungle that is dallas um, right. we had one stoplight and one cop when i lived there and now it's no shit it's it's dallas wow <laughs> holy crap yeah mm -hmm. i had a uh, i had a guy that i worked with who was from texas and he's like the only there was no stoplights uh the school that he went to was a little bit bigger than shit like a garden shed and mm -hmm. uh there was about three kids and he was one of them you know, like yeah, that, yeah. that kind of Texas. And it's so funny that I'm having, you know, this is the, you guys are the second group of Texans to have on the show other than the guys from, uh, turtle, turtle box. box guys. Yeah. Turtle box guys. And you, that's how we, uh, that's how we kind of got in touch. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I know those guys a little bit. They're, they're cool cats. And yeah, we, uh, we listen to our turtle boxes all the freaking time, man. All the time. I got mine is glued to the hip when I'm out on the boat. I, I just Heck don't yeah, go man. anywhere without it. So, um, but hey, Hunter, like great, great to be able to connect and have you on the show. Um, Sendero, I've been checking you guys out. And, you know, when, when I talked to Nate, it was, uh, it was like I had to have you on. I mean, the the products you guys are coming up with, the designs, the the brand, and then not only that, but the mission statement behind it is super cool. So, appreciate um, it, man. Yeah, no problem. So for those who are listening, can you give us like a quick summary as to what are, what are we getting ourselves into here? Man, so it's quick summary in Sendero, I, I think, are, is an oxymoron <laughs> yeah. um, at this point in time. It's a it's a the first chapter is a thousand pages and, and love it. Currently in the middle of the second, and it's another thousand. Um, yeah. So, man, originally, my original business partner and I, we we started Sendero back in 2014, mm -hmm. um, and slowly evolved and grew into what you see today um mostly as a result of one our we're, we were both ex-geologists i'm still 
can't, I guess technically a geologist. I don't know. Really? One, one paper away from my uh, my dissertation. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know. That's been like six years now. So I don't know if I'm technically like a PhD dropout or if I'm just just really lazy. You know, six six years late to work. I guess we'll call you a geologist for all intents and purposes. Though. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um. But our geology backgrounds is kind of what led to the themes and ideas that are Sendero. Um. Our natural park stuff. Like, mm hmm. Spent tons of time working out in the Four Corners area, um, New Mexico, sure. Arizona, Utah, um, and then tons of stuff in Texas. And that that really led to a lot of the original themes. And then our, you know, Texas backgrounds and love mm -hmm. of the outdoors, fly fishing, hiking, any and all the above. That's kind of what what drives our our, our, our themes right now. And, and right. we can uh, come up with a good excuse to to keep doing cool stuff and, and drinking beer outside. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's really all we care about. <laughs> not a bad, not a bad deal at all. But what's super interesting is, so you got, you grew up in Texas and you became a geologist. So growing up as mm -hmm. a kid, were you like, I want to go play with rocks all day? Was that, yeah? was that like, I want to be an air astronaut. I want to be a geologist. I mean, I grew up kind of a science nerd. I mean, I was, okay. I was really into like the outdoors and fishing and hiking and catching bugs and all that stuff. My dad was a petroleum land man. So and, and okay. here in Texas, you kind of grow up in and around the oil industry. Um, so I don't know, 20% of the economy here is probably based around it. Right. So, right. Um, that's where I initially wanted to go. Um, and I did my undergrad here at Baylor and Waco. And then I went mm -hmm. off to the university of Kansas and did my master's up there. Um, in Lawrence had an awesome three years. Lawrence is a really cool town. Um, and then came back to Baylor to do my my dissertation, my PhD in geology. At that point in time, I was more focused on like the nerdy science, yeah. esoteric aspect of things. Um, my dissertation was on uh, these Triassic rocks out in the middle of nowhere, and I was looking at basically the equivalent of, like ancient crayfish burrows, and it was super nerdy, <laughs> and I freaking loved it. Living in the desert, what the what the hell is a Triassic rock? Triassic, man. So you know, Triassic. Like, like, yeah, Jurassic Park, right? It's yeah. like. They've got all these dinosaurs in it that, you know, maybe three or four of them are actually from the Jurassic period. So the Triassic, yeah. Jurassic Cretaceous, the Mesozoic era is like 220 million years ago. Man, I could go on and on, but <laughs> we just lost half your audience. That, that, that is totally cool with me, though. I'm See, now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm getting interested in rocks. Now I have all these rock questions hey, for man. you. Now, Dude, rocks are like, they're just, it's like, it's like science sudoku right so there's like this mm -hmm. like story there's like this puzzle and then all these like clues help you figure it out like trying to reconstruct what how that rock was deposited i don't know it was it was a puzzle and it was a story I, I thought it was cool yeah so it's kind of like a little bit of a history book in every single rock that you find right oh yeah yeah it's like forensic science science for you know like a crime scene investigating all these dead fossils <laughs> right right now i could be wrong about this but texas was largely a uh yeah at one point it was covered in water right i mean yeah. so you can go ahead and find you know marine life out in the middle of nowhere right yeah back in the cretaceous the cretaceous interior seaway flew you know was right here in waco we find you know big old you've seen ammonites like the coiled yeah 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 you know, like classic looking fossil we find those all over the place here and they're they're you know they were ocean critters at the time no shit that's pretty wild huh yeah yeah, yeah that's really right wild. on them <laughs> just step on a little critter out in the middle of Texas. <laughs> Honestly, we, we're huge river junkies, and we'll go out and swim and fish and um, just piddle around all the rivers around here, and we find ammonites. Like all, My truck bed is it's, you know, it's full of Lone Star beer cans and ammonites. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a quote. I'm going to chop that up, and that'll be a quote. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 
talking with the guys over at Turtle Box, it gave me kind of a a little brief intro into, you know, life down in Texas. I mean, growing up in New England, right? The Northeast is very, very different compared to, you know, anywhere. Sure. But that but that's like that's like any state, right? Um, you know, I lived in Hawaii for a little bit and uh that's completely cool. different than the Northeast. But it has its own similarities and whatnot. But growing up in Texas, I mean, you had to have been just going outside, fishing, going out on the flats. I mean, there's there's so much to do in the outdoors, which is interesting how then you spun that off into what would then become Sendero. Mm-hmm. I mean, so growing up in Texas, what was that like? I mean, what, what were you guys out doing all the time? Yeah, I mean, I so I mean, my outdoor activities right now are probably defined by fly fishing, bird hunting, mm-hmm. hiking, outdoor stuff, um, you know, just like like climbing mountains and hiking trails all over the place. Yeah. I actually didn't start doing any of that until after college. Really? Uh, like that those specific kind of things. The geology probably drove a lot of that. But, you know, I grew up in, you know, just kind of what I'd call like a typical Texas family, you know, mm-hmm. from a small town like we lived out in the sticks and you kind of just did stick things. You ran around in the creeks and you ran around in the fields and did whatever. Dug in the know, dirt. Yeah. yeah. Dug in the dirt to entertain yourselves. And, um, you know, it was still like suburb Dallas. I don't really want to like paint this picture that we were like, right. Right. Know, ultimate, ultimate, uh, ultimate, um, you know, Texas country warriors, which, which we weren't when we were probably as, as, as citified as anyone <laughs> would think. But, um, but I mean, like, you kind of hit the nail on the head is Texas has this vast system, you know, where like you just, you go South two hours and it's completely different, right? Mm-hmm. The, the opportunities there, you know, from North Texas down to the hill country and so central Texas down to the coast right. over to West Texas and then down to like Southwest Texas or like big bend. Um, so you can do all kinds of really cool stuff. And especially from like an outdoor perspective, you know, fly fishing and fishing in general, mm-hmm. um, hunting and, exploring hiking backpacking we really have all that stuff and that's that's kind of been been you know melded into this this theme or this motif of sendero so to speak is that you know all the the plethora of activities that we like doing you can do them on texas we don't necessarily do them on texas we do them all over the place too Um, but we don't have to go far to do the things we like right yeah, that's kind of the beauty of Texas. And, you know, I've gone to Texas um, once. I had a national powerlifting meet out in Texas that I went to. and uh, But that was kind of it. Like, I didn't really get to get out much. But what I have done is I've gone across the country several times in a, in a truck, in a car, and hit all the national parks along the way. Um, and that's kind of why I was so attracted to what you guys got going on at Sendero is you're kind of melding these two forces where, you know, you have the, the baseline of, of Texas and your geology background, but at the same time, you're really incorporating, you know, all the great things that there is in the United States. And I don't know about you, but the United States to me is people don't give it a lot of credit, you know, for its beauty. And Mm -hmm. in my opinion, the United States is like one of the most beautiful countries on the planet. I mean, from Wyoming to South Dakota to, I mean, Nevada, the Washington, all these incredible states that people have in their backyards, but yet they're so more willing to go to Europe and check out that rather than going and backpacking through South Dakota, which Mm -hmm. on, on the surface, South Dakota seems like a very boring state, but it is probably one of the most beautiful states in the United States. Mm-hmm. I think, I think along those lines, I think, I think Americans take America for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, being in and around a lot of these places, especially national parks, you go to a national park, man. And it's shoot, 
fifty percent of the people there are from another country. Yeah, no um, kidding. So I think our national park system is definitely on like the international radar, um, especially like I mean, you can talk about yeah, like like Americans want to go to Europe or South America or Asia, mm-hmm. you know, someplace different, hang out, but. The Rocky Mountains, the the Eastern Sierras, um, all the stuff going on in Yellowstone, yeah. a lot of that's the that you know the, the the physical geography of those places is you can't find that stuff anywhere mm-hmm. else. Especially you know it's so unique um, um, to you know the the geologic and environmental and mm-hmm. um, um, uh, what am I looking for? Like you know like the the the, the just the terrain where those at's just yeah. it's just unique um yeah that's that's you know part of what we like doing too it's narrow now um especially like the last couple of years is we've got our rivers and ranges collection that's kind of highlights some of these cool places places we like going on sure. national park line but beyond that we try to go on these like epic trips twice a year and like it's like hey where do we, where do we want to go <laughs> this time like last you know we went to the rocky mountains this summer yeah. Um, when we went to Terlingua last year, we were just out in, uh, you know, Nashville kicking around for a while. And so now we're kind of picking where we want to go for our, our big spring, spring trip. And, um, hopefully my, my accountant isn't listening to this cause it's mostly just an excuse <laughs> for us to have a really cool vacation. Um, we could probably do it a lot cheaper, but <laughs> why do that? That's not fun. No, no. You got to spend as much money and drink as much beer as you can. That's so right, what it, where, where's been one of the most, uh, memorable, uh, places so far? Honestly, like going out to Terlingua was really cool. Um, so we had a place rented just north of Terlingua, Texas. Terlingua is kind of mm-hmm. like the staging point for Big Bend National Park. Okay. We kicked it around in the desert. And we were really just desert bums, desert hippies for 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 a week, um, maybe ten days. Yeah, right. And we kicked it around Terlingua. There's like this old ghost town there. It used to be, um, um, you know, back in the 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 early days, it used to be a, a hot spot for mining. They mined a lot of mercury there. Okay. Um, so there's really cool ghost town of where basically this, this community kind of used to live and mm. so it just abandoned. And then we went down, literally took a John boat across the Rio Grande river into Mexico for the day and went and hung out down there in Boquillas. Um, had some like really cheap Mexican beer and <laughs> that's awesome. Did the whole shebang, man, rode, rode the freaking burros and everything. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounds awesome. And this is all in Texas. I mean, Oh yeah. If, yeah. That- I mean, like, yeah, Big Ben, man. It's like I think Big Ben's probably one of the you know identifiable features of Texas. Like mm-hmm. for people that, that don't know Texas, maybe you know you like think of National Park and Big Ben, um, right? But it's so far away, man. It's like nine hours from Waco, so it's like Jesus Christ. You go to Colorado in almost the same amount of time, or or yeah, shoot, freaking Nashville. Yeah. Um. So it's like you think, like, oh, we're gonna go to Big Ben and hang out and do Texas stuff. I'm like <laughs> it's a day away, dude. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, it's so funny because coming from New England, I mean, everything's within. I mean, if you drive nine hours in New England, you're going to Canada. Like, right. That right. we're going to a different country. Meanwhile, you just go through six states. Right. Exactly. Meanwhile, you you haven't even left the state that you started in in yeah. Texas. That's awesome. Yeah. So going on all these trips, I mean, that that obviously probably gives you guys some fuel for the fire for the next, you know, design, the next concept, the next idea when it comes to Sendero. But I think what we're kind of missing here is like, how did this all start? I mean, it's you and your buddy, you guys Mm -hmm. are both geologists, you guys are hanging out, probably, you know, sitting around a bonfire and you're like, Hey, let's start this t-shirt company, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was actually, it's almost exactly like that. It's the opposite. My original business partner had the, came up with the idea. Um, and then it was like, Hey man, like I want to do this thing. Like I need help. Let's do it together. And I was like, dude, I'm dude, this sounds awesome. Totally in um and that was five years ago six years ago now late Mm -hmm. 2014 
Um, and then we started a Sendero hat company, um, just started making hats originally mm -hmm. and then had dreams and aspirations to move beyond that. So we rebranded to Sendero Provisions Co. Um, and then, yeah, that was 20 early, late 2015, early 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, and then had a, like, it was, it was just wild. It was kind of like, you know, it started as like dude hat club and then it turned it into, oh crap, people are buying these hats. Like, how do we, how do we, uh, like ship them all and then it was like oh yeah. crap like people are buying too many hats we've got to buy a lot more hats and then it was like right. how do you like how do you buy a warehouse how do you like staff and we literally went through all of those like growing problems growing logistical issues and um mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't really know you know how to handle that stuff from our own knowledge so we had to start trying to figure it out um right. so we literally learned how to run a company through google and and youtube and everything else and bought a warehouse, got employees, you know, learned how to do supply chain. And that's the cool thing about our stuff is we don't use, we don't use blanks for anything. Um, mm. It's a completely custom top to bottom uh, product. We, we've sourced the fabric, we source the patches, we source the ropes, we source the snaps. And a lot of times we're, those are from all different places and we're dyeing right. them to colors that we want, bringing them into our warehouse here in Waco and shipping them straight to our manufacturer in, in Mexico where they put them together. Um, really? So you guys are pretty much customizing every article of clothing that comes into your warehouse. Yeah. So oh yeah, top so to bottom. Like, you know, a lot of companies use like Richardson or other companies right. that, that, that make, you know, big blanks. And honestly, it's a lot more expensive. Um, and that's, that wasn't why we didn't want to do it. We wanted to make mm -hmm. a better product and control everything, make it look different. And so yeah, we can literally make a better, <laughs> a better hat. Um, then you could buy in the blank market and it's almost cost us about half as much to do it. It's just, it's really, just really, it's really complicated trying to source it all. Why is um, it so expensive to just, you know, go ahead and buy a blank versus you guys doing what you're doing? They mark those up. I mean, I guarantee you Richardson's making those hats for, you know, they're bulk making those overseas and they're probably making them for four bucks. Um, right. $3 a hat, maybe even. Um, mm -hmm. And then they bring those all here and send them out to the, the third party that you buy the hat from. And then right. the other third party that, you know, embroiders it or puts a patch on it. So there's almost been like two or three middlemen by the time you get to the end of that process. And so right. you know, I've heard people paying from, you know, to make, make, to make their hat, not, act, you know, not sell their hat from 12 to 14 to 15 bucks. Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, 75% of that, but really, yeah. But yeah I, had, I had hats made up and it was at least 12, 12, 13 bucks a hat Yeah, for, for me. So, right, yeah, yeah, we make hats for like, I mean, it's like, honestly, man, like depending on it, can, they can get up to like eight or nine, but most of our hats mm -hmm. are below six bucks. Um, right. And it's, it's literally, it's a better hat than what you're going to get from, from Richardson. And it's, it's made, you know, part of it is, is in San Diego and part of it's down in, down in Mexico. Um, right. So keeping it in North America, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm not opposed to and some, a lot of like, like our components and stuff come from overseas. Yeah, sure. Um, Cause that's really the only places that have like the technology, honestly, right. to, to like dye bulk dye, you know, the, the snaps on a hat. Um, yeah. so we're picking, you know, I'm sitting here, I've got these daggum, you know, Pantone books and I'm sitting here picking right. out well, what, what color do I want the snap to be and what color do I want the rope to be. And yeah. honestly, it, it fulfills a lot of the, the nerdy science needs that I have because of right. you know, getting into color theory and, and all this other stuff is, it's kind of fun. And that's kind of your process. I mean, is there... Like when you kind of come up with an idea or thought, or maybe you go on like a, a cool trip or sitting around the bonfire, 
does the idea kind of hit you or you just, there's this like a process or a recipe that kind of goes into creating the hat that you have on now? Like, how does right. it even work? Honestly, it's a little bit of both. Um, okay. I, I have plenty of those moments where I'm like, oh man, that needs to go on a hat. That'd be it's cool. literally yeah. like this like, light bulb thing. And it was yep. like, you know, this beer led to this fire, this fire led <laughs> to this person, this person accidentally did something. And you're like, dude, that's a hat. Right. Um, and then there's other, there's plenty of stuff that it's like, you know, more of a, you know, strategic uh, business plan kind of deal. Okay, well, mm-hmm. like, you know, this this style style of hat or this type of activity or this region, um, right. you know, is, is a profitable for, um, you know, moving units and whatever else. And we're like, oh, let's make a sweet freaking, you know, like this hat. Like we, I wanted to make a hat with a bass on it because we're from Texas. Right. And we don't have a hat with a bass on it. And there's so many people that, that bass fish here that it makes a ton of sense. Right. Um, so, so literally both of those, um, yeah. and it's kind of funny, like, I almost think now that maybe a third or more of our inspiration or shoot, maybe even, maybe even half, I don't know, it depends, um, kind of comes from this funny, quirky, passive aggressive attitude <laughs> that we've kind of adopted like the last yeah. three years. Um, like we're self-deprecating and like we make fun of the <laughs> industry and we make fun of trends in the industry, like West, like like Western wear, Western style, Mm -hmm. um, you know, cowboy stuff is really trendy right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's that, it's that fashion, um, theory that every 30 years you cycle in, you know, the next. So now, you know, we're finally back to the eighties again, the eighties are in, like everyone was like the eighties sucked. Um, Right. And like kind of borderlining nineties now that like grungy layering and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, But Western wear is, is, is part of that right now. And like, there's all of these lifestyle apparel brands out there that are mm-hmm. making stuff that's like cowboy themed and like, Hey, we're cowboys and we're Western. And we're like, dude, you're, right. you make t-shirts, <laughs> you know, it's like, like we work and we know like, being from Texas, we know a ton of people that are like legit Western cowboys. cowboys yeah. And they would never in a million years wear a right. baseball cap or a t-shirt or, you know, something like not like designed for the purpose of being ranch wear to right. do their stuff. Uh, you know, you might wear a ranch cut, um long sleeve button up while you're out you know hanging out or eating dinner at night but sure it doesn't make you western right um and so we make fun <laughs> of that a lot right now so too. then what what does make you western like what what is that what does that look like because so being, the, being from rhode island i grew up i'm a i'm a boat guy right right i'm on the ocean I like i know people that live in texas i have friends that live in texas and out west but like what is what does a western person look like there's there's in my opinion there's like there's like two buckets for that there's like hmm. the west the, the, the cliche version where you think of like cowboy hat rancher farmer you know agriculture like like working class kind of kind of right. vibe um people that actually do a lot of like the the services or industries you think of when you think of the west mm-hmm. um driving cattle riding horses work you know working the land that kind of stuff right and then there's this other bucket that's like it's it's the the west is like an idea right mm-hmm. of like westward expansion which you know is good and bad right yeah sure. um probably a lot more honestly bad than good back in the probably <laughs> back when it happened <laughs> um but then it's like this just idea of like adventure and promise mm-hmm. and open land and big sky and i think that's the western that a lot of of media and and apparel brands like kind of attach themselves to mm-hmm. but then it, but then somewhere you know some of those split off like back into like whenever we're this western lifestyle company but we got to be cowboy we got to like pretend like we're cowboys now too that's one of our right. hats we got this big hat and it says 
what you know welcome to the western show pretending to be cowboys since 2014 <laughs> I and, love it. uh, it's just this like cowboy like riding away from the pov and honestly it was a passive aggressive shot at our industry and we've sold like 700 of, of them or something like nice. people are like yeah this is this is right like yeah yeah it is, it is a show i'm not a cowboy <laughs> right 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 but it, i mean that kind of seems like it's almost the theme of what you guys are doing like this this idea of off the beaten path and it, it you know tell yeah. me if i'm wrong but sendero means trailer path right in, yep, yep. in, yeah, spanish. in spanish right so which is spanish and spanish and and you know our culture here are, i mean it's it's heavily intertwined. So like, you know, right. there's, there's Spanish on tons of our stuff. Three of us are fluent. One of us is from Monterey, Mexico. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got deep ties to that, but, but no, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right with that. Right. And I mean, the, the cool thing is you guys like stay true to your brand and you, it shows through not only the way you guys are doing constructing clothing and, and doing that side of it and keeping everything in Texas in house, but you know, just briefly perusing on your website and kind of getting to learn more about the brand and seeing what you guys stand for. You guys have so many different buckets that really ring true to who you guys are as a person, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, from, you know, just solely on the fact of you guys going on these awesome trips to national parks, but not only that, you're actually supporting the national parks with every purchase that you guys are, are you know, with every purchase that's being made. Right. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of companies are doing that. Like they might say that they're a Western brand, but yet they they're sitting in New York and they've never actually been to Montana. Right. They've never <laughs> right. gone. They've never gone hunting in their lives. They've never actually gone and put everything in a backpack and then disappeared for five days. Right. But meanwhile, I mean, you guys live, sleep and, you know, and breathe that like every single day. So in a way, like you guys are both the the leader in what you're doing but at the same time you're also the underdog it seems like yeah no that's 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 really true and i think you know i think a lot of it's it's kind of funny is like you know we we never really anticipated sendero would ever be at this point back when we started it with you know the the social following email lists like it's kind of crazy like i don't even i couldn't even tell you how many stores we're in now because i don't i don't actively manage any of that mm -hmm. anymore and i get summaries and I, you know, work with the the high level and the direction side of that stuff. But it's, it's I don't know, it passed 150 a few months ago or earlier this year. And I don't even, I don't even count anymore. And it's, it's that's awesome the, though. The as we bring on new employees that kind of deal with you know the sales side of things, everyone will download Shopify and have the Shopify mm -hmm. app on their on their phone. That's I always like. It's it's a feeling I can resonate with. It's funny like they'll have like the sales like the sales um like chime turned on, mm -hmm. and I was like I shut that off years ago. One because <laughs> right. it makes me nervous when I don't hear it. I'm like like I get it makes me more nervous and happy. Is like right. I'm like Wait, what's going on now? Something something bad's happening. Right. But like you slowly get jaded to this this mass assembly um business you know economic system of supply mm -hmm. and demand which which in my opinion is a good thing is it's you know it's it's not something i really think about inherently at the beginning of, of things it's like okay well how can we you know how can we either you know stoke supply or demand in relation to how we profit as a company more so we've like we've already kind of established ourselves as a company right and so now it's like you know like what what badass stuff do we want to do like what where do we want to go what do we mm -hmm. want to focus on or what are what are things we don't do now that that we want to like you know we suck at it um right but let's you know let's try that um and that's led to you know like our own podcast and the sendero yeah. sessions thing we do like we're super into to music and, and nate the guy you know you sitting right here to my right that you know mm -hmm. you've talked to for a couple of weeks now um 
we've we've parlayed our our interest in and in, you know f- fanboyishness yeah. of of um folk music and country music mm-hmm. into this platform for music and honestly it's 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 taking off for us now almost as much as sendero is um we which is super live- cool yeah yeah we hosted a live stream earlier this year we had fifty thousand people stream it no way all at once it was during covid so it was you know raising money for small businesses which people really supported um yep. and at the time and even now um and we're kind of keeping all that going we're working on a, a huge project we can't really talk about right now next uh <laughs> hopefully sometime next may and the dudes basically gave us hopefully fingers crossed a three hundred thousand dollar check to throw a big party um, no way where's this, yeah, so, where this where's this party gonna be hey man you're invited come on down oh, sweet uh <laughs> dude i don't just north of san antonio hopefully okay we're uh you know this we we could uh, be crying when we hear this podcast come out uh, because they said no. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're, well, we're almost yes. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna happen. But either way, like that's the kind of stuff that we're trying to do right now. Is right. How can we build Sendero through culture rather than through um, you know this this cliche economic system? Right. Right. And I mean, that's a really unique perspective as to how not a lot of, you know, especially apparel brands, because I feel like apparel brands, they fall under this unique umbrella, right? I mean, in put simply, like anyone can go and start an apparel brand, right? That's oh, yeah. what they that's what they always say, right? But mm. no one can go and start another Sendero, you know, like that's a totally different ballgame that you guys have created. And it's really cool to see and to hear that you guys are having so much success with it. But on the on the back end, you're also creating this cultural shift, not only with, you know, stuff that you're doing with the national parks and the outdoors and the connection with geology, but you're you're branching into other things. Like, you know, Nate Nate's been telling me all about, you know, how you guys are going up to Nashville and and working with like these artists. And I'm a mm-hmm. huge uh, folk fan. I mean, cool. I listened to Sturgill Simpson and, and yeah, um, uh, his new album was sick. <laughs> it was sick, right? It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. And then um, I don't know if you heard of uh, His Golden Messenger. Have you ever heard of those guys? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. kind of he's kind of yeah. folky. Um, Phil Cook, uh, Bon Iver, like all these mm-hmm. guys. And I got to give some credit to my uh, my friend Dave because he's from Nash. He's uh, he's from Nashville. And um, he just kind of dumped like folk music onto me and I was never really into it. And then we went to a, uh, a concert with his golden messenger. And it was like, from that point on, I was just absolutely hooked. So what are you guys doing in, in regards to the music portion? Cause that's what I'm, you know, kind of curious to hear about. I mean, Nate gave me a little bit of a brief yes, intro sir. into it, but what are you guys doing there? It all started. Our graphic designer had was storing his, 1973 vanigan in our mm-hmm. warehouse um needed a place to stick it and it was just, just this really cool epic old volkswagen vanigan and one day i was like talking with john uh john mm-hmm. dale our director of photography i was like dude let's let's get our buddy thomas torba in here and let's film him you know singing a, a, a song in in the back of the van and filming all you know multiple camera angles and do, do yeah. all the jazz with it and so that's really how it started was like okay well, i think we can we can get folks to come in here and film this cool epic vibe singing, you know, a, a, a folk song or Texas country or Americana, um, outlaw country song in the back of our van. Yeah. Um, and, or in, indie music. Um, we've had all kinds of people on it now, uh, but then that pushed past that into, well, let's take this, let's take this on the road. And then we found folks like Nate, Nate was honestly, I guess on it from kind of the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then we went and, We've done you know a couple big live streams, and we went up to Colorado and had 
six or seven artists out doing the same thing. Um, then just up in Nashville, we had 10 mm-hmm. or 12 artists come out and, you know, some wow, of these guys crap. are, you know, um, Lane Hardy, who came out one American idol. When was it last year, two years ago? Yeah. Last year. Um, so it's, it's getting really cool. Um, and that's, you know, it's not, it, we're not like, it's the same thing with Sendero. Mm-hmm. We're not re we're not reinventing the wheel. Like we're not doing anything that no one has ever done. Right. Um, but we're, we're doing it in a Sendero way, which is, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't, and I think that's honestly, that's one of our brand strengths and it, and it might be a weakness someday, but I'm not, you know, hasn't been yet. Um, we're not scared to do things because we think that they might be dumb or they think right. that, or we think that people might not understand or, or, or it's, it's cool or funny or important to us, but it might yeah. not resonate with other people. We just... If we think it, luckily, you know, so far everything that that kind of big ideas like that that we've tried have have stuck. Right. Um, but you know, they could easily be be a you know a, a, a solid downturn. I guess we could always fire Nate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, and I think that in the in kind of circling back to your question, you know, talking about starting a company, um, we're circling back into one of the biggest discussions. You know what I see about about in the e-commerce world is mm-hmm. you you either start a brand and it's going to be you can start a really successful apparel brand like you said we just just you know selling things that people like right um, but if you have you know authenticity and and a, like a personalized voice mm-hmm. in the day and age of the internet that we're in in 2020 like people can go online and they can find a small brand like sure. easily we can find you know hundreds of them mm-hmm. um, but you can't find that many small brands that have completely injected their own voice and personality um, into where the brand is really just an extension of of themselves. Right. And I feel like today people people are more drawn to that. Like they they want to purchase or spend their dollars with mm-hmm. places that are, that they know are run by people that they like, people that they can associate with. Mm-hmm. There's a face, and it's not just a you know about us page. It's like, well, you know, back in 2015, we had an idea. You know, it's sure. like it's, it's pictures, it's people, it's stories, and it's faces. Right. Um. And that's what we've really found is doing things like Sendero sessions and our Dagum podcast, right. um, which is really just me and my DP and Nate just drinking a bunch of beer and getting really stupid, <laughs> um, telling stories about like campfires and stuff, or you yeah. know, like like you know chupacabras and jackalopes and yep. texas texas folks um but the more personal we can make things the more we can put our faces on things and not and not you know from a narcissistic standpoint although let's be honest it's like we all kind of <laughs> like it um but that that really helps develop our brand and and and, and who people think we are um Absolutely. and we get random comments all the time is like oh dude i heard that in the podcast you're like god do you know we get how many people listen to our podcast now? Maybe I need <laughs> right. to be a little more careful about what I say on it. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's super. I mean, but that's the cool thing about having a brand that is so relatable for a lot of people, right? I mean, not everyone's going to relate to it, but I mean, the majority of people can say, "Hey, I can get behind," you know, uh, you know, the, the what you guys are doing, you know, what what Hunter is all about, because mm-hmm. it's really. You know, looking at your brand, it just seems like a perfect image of who you are as a person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when I when I went on and I started listening to your podcast and checking everything out, I was like, I feel like I already know Nate. You know, and those are the brands that really kind of ring true. And I I was working with a brand um, who's been on the show, Rugged Seas, and Rugged Seas does oh, yeah. a great job. Yeah, oh, no, you've heard of Rugged Seas? Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, but they are a perfect example of, you know, they're in a, they're a little bit of a, you know, a little bit smaller, but at the same time, they're doing exactly what you guys are doing, right? They're, they're emulating what the market wants and Mm -hmm. what the market wants nowadays is story, right? Yep. And that's, and that's kind of the basis behind this podcast is like, you know, you can sell, sell, sell all you want, but it's not going to work. Right. Right. What what you're going to need to do is tell your story. And then within hopes that you provide enough value to that one person that then they are going to actually want to go buy into Mm -hmm. your, your own personal culture. Cause that's really what you guys are creating. So when you guys have that in mind, I mean, between the music, the podcast, creating, you know, a design, like, what does that even, what does that even look like? When you start to go ahead and start to create a design, is that coming out of your head? Is that coming out of Nate's head? Like, who, where, where's that starting? It's it's all over the place, man. Um, it it's it's kind of weird. Like in 2020, it's been it's more isolated because we've all been working from home still. Sure. Really, only our warehouse staff is up there. So this year, a lot of that's been more individualized. But in the past, it's like we had these big meetings to where it's like, all right, let's come up with spring stuff, and then, you know, everyone's drinking beer and throwing ideas out, and then that'll yeah. go on to to other ideas, and then it'll grow from there. Um, we've got a couple graphic designers that work with us. I do some of our stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it kind of moves from there and you put a big mood board together with all the inspirational imagery, like colors and everything. And it's, it's, it's at a, and it's an intensive process going through product design. We prototype and then we change the prototype mm-hmm. sometimes and then, and then move on past that. And then we get salesman samples in and push those, all those out to our retailers, photography samples, go on these trips and take all these pictures and try to yeah. you know, yell at people. They get the hats dirty. <laughs> big deal there's only right. one um and so that process is you know it's i feel like especially on the creative side of things right now with our our photography videography um media our copy it's sound everything it's 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 really collaborative um and we get all these kind of crazy ideas like our, our direct photography came up with this idea he wants to do this thing this sounds i don't know we need to start this soon because i'm, I'm really excited about it this thing called three-day dartboard to where okay. we like kind of make up it's almost like reality tv style we have like this dart this this like legit physical dartboard with mm-hmm. these places and trips on it and then you know you're throwing the dartboard and it's it's me it'd be me and john or john and i um and then wherever we hit you know we have three days and a certain amount of budget to go and do that trip and get back no and way. Film, the, film the whole thing and then see what happens and yeah you know, all the mistakes and everything else but and then shoot man yeah like the music stuff's rocking and rolling now like we've kind of almost started this entire um like like a merchandise arm of sendero that's mm-hmm. dedicated just towards musical support um supporting the music industry and shoot there's all kinds of crazy stuff like yeah i've got 15 or 20 different sendero ideas um that i want to do that like you know i'll have to run by run by the, <laughs> the, the the voting members of our investor board and you know right. they'll be like no and then i'll, I'll do it anyways um, <laughs> just to piss them off but yeah. that must be such a cool feeling is like from where Sendero started, you know, four or five years ago to now you're, now you can throw darts at a dartboard and say, Hey, I'm going here this weekend. You know what I mean? Like right. that, and it, it wasn't always rosy. Um, like, you know, we had the full, like the typical, like, you know, like mid to late 20 year olds starting this company that ended up being right. su- successful. And then you want to expand and, and scale and grow. Um, and then you do, and then it's not necessarily the way you know what you would have thought it was in mm-hmm. two, three years ago. Now I went through a really kind of really public and pretty messy divorce from my original business partner. And that's like, I mean, we've, we've, we've been through all of the, the, the mistakes you could have made 
Mm-hmm. And so now, like we like now knowing what we've what we've been through and gone through, we've kind of got a lot of that a lot of that over with, right? And we know, like, okay, these this is how we need to be careful with some of this stuff, and this is the you know the business things that you have to do. Just mm-hmm. you know, they might sound boring now, but you you ha- we have to do them. Um, so there's an order of operations and a process and a standard for how things operate. Right. Um, and so we kind of, you know, a lot of the fun stuff now, like we, we don't even really think about that stuff cause it's already set up. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's the, at least the foundation on, on which has allowed us to, to have a lot of success. We've had the past two and a half years. Um, right. now do you think that there was some challenges that kind of stuck out to you where it was like, shit, maybe I'm just going to wave the white flag on this one because you know, it, it's just overwhelming. I mean, there's a lot of people that I've talked to, there's, there's always like one or two of these events or moments where it's like, ah, yeah, I think we're I think Sendero is going to pack it up. I mean, has, was that ever a feeling for you? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean that the, the dispute or the original, you know, dispute I have my, my, my business partner back in 2018, early 2018, um, we had just, we'd had a killer 2017 and we packed mm-hmm. us out all together and we wanted to grow and expand and move into like this, this kind of behind the sky scenario version of Sendero that we had envisioned. Um, and so we put together a big, um, investment package for, mm. and went through basically a, you know, series a funding round, um, or, you know, pre-series, it was a small, yeah. but it was maybe angel. I don't know what you'd call it. They, again, they don't teach that stuff in geology school. Um, YouTube. And then we, we brought on investors and, and we had all this capital sitting around and then worst timing possible. Now, luckily they're, they're friends. So it wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal or it was a big deal, but it was, it was, wasn't as hard as it could have been, I think, but that whole year we pretty much you know restructured the company separated from my business partner and had to redo everything um and that's you know that's a, probably a podcast for another time but we got back in yeah. and we didn't have electricity in our daggum warehouse like that's how complicated things had gotten like jesus three months of orders that didn't ship because it was yeah. just stuff was in gridlock and nothing could happen um and then we got in and you know rolled our rolled our sleeves up and you know, literally put sweat and tears in and blood for, for 12 months, um, and and turn it around real quick. And now there's, I mean, there were three of us at that time and now there's like eight or nine of us and moving on, man. Um, but that, I mean, that was multiple times during that. It's like, well, you know, to go back to geology and what do I do? Um, and that's, you know, you know, for anyone listening out there, that's that, that wants to start a small business, you really need to have, you know, formal documentation, go through mm-hmm. the boring process of like setting up a company agreement and separation stuff and, you know, who controls what and how voting works and all that stuff, because it, it can be a, a really big problem. And more than likely, if you're going to be a successful company and you don't have that stuff, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, you know, a theoretical problem. You will run into that being a problem. Right. It'll um, happen. It, it will happen. Like it's inevitable that like if you're successful, you're going to grow. And then in, and there's going to be at some point in time, it's like, well, we don't, we don't have any of this. There's no box for how this is supposed to operate. So people just start doing, you know, whatever they want to kind of be like, right. oh, this is not what's supposed to be happening. Um, and so, yeah, that was, you know, the biggest lesson that we learned was, you know, we had to really document our, our company structure, our business structure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were, we were, um, you know, kind of dreaming, dreaming millennials that had this idea, you know, doing cool stuff and, you know, not doing things like keeping receipts and, and whatever right. else. And then, you know, luckily we had a really core group around ourselves when we started and they're like clean, like, you know, save, we're going to work and save pennies everywhere we can. Dollars will sort mm-hmm. themselves out later. Um, and we basically cut our costs by 50% and didn't really wow. do anything different. Yeah. Um, 
And then that really let us springboard into kind of the stuff that built Sendero initially. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, we've, we've made tons of mistakes. Um, I don't want anyone to think that it's been, it's been easy. Um, right. Because, you know, Instagram, that's the way so- social media is in general. Like, you know, we have to make Sendero on, on, on social media look like this is awesome, cool place. And, and right. it really is right now, at least. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wild, well, wild, small business world it is. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, if you're at a point now where you can throw darts at a dartboard and decide where to go via yeah. that, I mean, I'd say you're you're on the good foot now. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Like, yep. Not there too shabby. Mean. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually, um, there's this show on the Outdoor Channel, um, or I think it's Outside Magazine makes it, where it's like uh, beating, the, beating Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's these two guys that do something similar where they have to do like some wild challenge of, you know, climbing Mount McKinley in like two days or something like that. And then yeah, run yeah, around yeah. the base of it four times or something stupid. Um, but, uh, but it's like stuff like that. Like people can get behind and, and see that, Hey, it's, it's like a core group of friends that got together, made an awesome brand. And at the same time, are doing some cool stuff for the environment and for themselves and their families. And I think that's really what, uh, you know, what makes Sendero great. So, you know, going forward, where do you guys kind of see yourselves, you know, the next six months, five years, like, where's this all going? Is this Man, the next that's... Patagonia or is this, you know, <laughs> like, where, no, where, are we, think... where are we looking? I think that, I think that, you know, the one will never be another Patagonia. There'll never be a, another um, Yvonne. Um, and there's, there's probably two or three other brands that are five, six years ahead of us that are, that are probably, you know, touching or getting close to stuff like mm-hmm. that now. Um, and, and it's it, as cliche as it sounds and, and, you know, you probably hear any entrepreneur or CEO or, or creative director say stuff like this. I don't, I don't really want to be a Patagonia. I don't want to be, mm-hmm. I don't want to have X company as like the goal. I want to, I want to go, you know, off to where people aren't going. That, right. you know do something that 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 people aren't doing and that's what i think that we're doing with Cinderella right now like i said we we haven't reinvented how you make a hat we haven't reinvented that we like you know fly fishing and hiking and that stuff there's right you know there's there's companies 150 miles south of us that do the same thing um but where where i want to go where I, I want Sendero to be is you know this company that is led by um a cool voice a passionate voice that makes mm-hmm cool media and cool projects that in turn, you know, sell products. Um, so in, in five, six years, I almost want to be, you know, it's, it's I've kind of seen some of the same stuff with like really successful companies, in my opinion, right now, or companies that like, you know, blow it up yep. in terms of success, like, you know, like, like the eight, nine figure type of companies, um, like a company like Barstool Sports, right? To where you mm-hmm. start and it's around this like idea of, of, you know, reporting on sports. And now it's like, yeah. they've got podcasts from, every single like you pick a random topic and they've got a podcast on it they make right. blogs about it or media and like they, they just saturate their 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 customers with um you know what's engaging media for their for their customer base and that's kind of right. where i want sendero to go is we've got this arm that does music we've got this arm that does podcasts we've got this mm-hmm. arm that does you know trips and and <laughs> we've been working on yeah. a stupid cooking show for like a year and I, i'm, I'm <laughs> honestly I'm, I'm like really excited about it um but doing what all guys, this what are, like, what are you guys cooking <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> what do we call it? Cooking, cook, Sendero, cook, cooking good shit with Corey or something like that. Cooking but good shit with Corey. <laughs> cooking good shit. Um, honestly, that project might never make it. But that's the kind of stuff that I want that I want yeah. to do. Um, and B right. is is 
you know, we're we're a company, a fun company that people like, and we also have apparel, sort of, yeah, so to speak. So, and I know, like, yeah, like <laughs> the people in our sales department and our accountants and our investors probably don't really like hearing that kind of stuff, but it's it's worked up until this point, right? Um, and it, there's there's precedent for that theme working across the you know e-commerce companies and e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, media companies too um, right now, so that's uh, that's 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 the five year plan at least. Yeah, well, I can only imagine hearing your uh, your accountants being like, "We're gonna do what with a cooking show, and we're gonna travel by throwing what at a board." What are we doing mm-hmm. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're saying Nate, how much? <laughs> <laughs> man, Nate, I feel bad for you, man. You're getting drilled over there. <laughs> He's here. He's the only person here. If it wasn't Nate, it'd be John. Yeah, John all right, all right. John. That's how we roll. That's, That's how, how you roll. roll. Lone yeah. Star and, uh, you know, bust each other's balls. Well, That's hey, right. you know, Hunter, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure being able to, you know, chat with you about Sendero and get to learn, you know, all about you as a person and, and you know, your geology background and, you know, just, just BS and shoot the shit about uh, what you got going on. So, you know, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk more about what Sendero has in store for itself. But before we go, um, where can people find out about Sendero, where they get a shirt, hat, you know, be, be a part of the culture? Yeah, man. Yeah. Jump on our website, senderopc.com. That's where we have everything. And like I said, we're in probably 180 stores, something like that across the country right now. So it's that's all on our website awesome. too. And you can check out our Sendero sessions on Instagram and YouTube, Sendero sessions and our podcast, Where There's mm-hmm. Smoke. Um, yeah, man. That's uh that's that's really it. That's that's the story Sendero. We just Yeah. Drink drink beer, be nice. That's uh <laughs> that's our motto. Drink beer, be nice. If that is not the most Texas thing I've ever heard. That's awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, man, hey, thanks for being on the show and uh we'll talk to you soon. All right, hey, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Hunter. See ya.